Let's do this. the thunder and rain today for you jared to get the best quality superstitious episode uh, we had to do a little bit of time travel to uh, go back to friday the 13th but you know we made it happen and we made it happen for all of you out there uh, so we appreciate your listenership here at the untranslatable podcast and hello and welcome to the untranslatable podcast we are here recording our episode today about some uh, superstitions and kind of urban folklore that uh, you might hear, such as things like uh, step on a crack, break your mother's back, or uh, you know, knock on wood if you want to have some good luck, or the uh, age-old theater expression, break a leg. Uh, and if you don't know what those uh, superstitions or what those phrases do, stay tuned today because we will be exploring them and figuring out quite a few other different superstitions from the U.S. and around the world. So stay tuned. Without further ado, my buddy who uh, might be superstitious uh, or at least is definitely a little stitious, my good buddy Jared. What's going on, Jared? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm probably a little stitious, that's for sure. Yeah, I remember my first, not my first, my encounter I had that I learned to uh, to undo any sort of superstitious act that has happened, any sort of unlucky act that has happened. Do you know how how you use, uh, like reverse it? What's that, Jared? <clears throat> At least this is what I was taught. You throw you some take... salt over your shoulder. Yes. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Pour some salt in your hand and throw it over your shoulder. Okay. How many uh, people have you hit with salt, Jared? Well, I haven't, but the only time I've seen someone do that, he it was in the Baldwin, which is our cafeteria at Albion, mm-hmm. and he definitely hit someone behind him <laughs> with salt. Well, hopefully, it brought them some good luck as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Any any sort of luck that any sort of bad luck that they incurred recently, he inadvertently reversed it as well. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because that's how all that stuff works for sure. Uh, you know what? Also, is a is a great great luck charm. Is if you um, spread a little love. Oh, for follow sure. Follow us on Instagram, follow uh, Untranslatable Podcast, Twitter, Untranslatable One, the number one. Um, you can also give us five star reviews, please. That if you don't and you listen to this podcast, you are gonna have a uh, um, hundred years of bad luck. Hmm. Uh, so go to iTunes and Stitcher, and please give us those five star reviews. Bajalsta. Um, but yeah, I I I'm I'm feeling lucky, you know. Well, that's oh, good, Jared. I want to uh, <laughs> I want to talk to you today. You mentioned you didn't have anything to start the show. Well, I sent you a little link in our chat there, uh, and here's the headline: Anti-vaxxers. This is from Deutsche Welle, which is like a German news. They do stuff on German culture, also on German language, uh, sports in Germany. Um, their slogan is "Made for Minds." Deutsche Welle, made for minds. Anyways, the headline reads, anti-vaxxers should forego ventilators, German doctor says. A German geneticist has said those who turn down the new COVID-19 vaccine should carry a note also refusing intensive care treatment. He also said medical decisions should not be left to conspiracy theorists. And you know what? Uh, coming in hot, starting off strong. What are your thoughts uh, about this? What this doctor is saying, Jared? <clears throat> well, first of all, would I wonder if an anti-vaxxer would ever admit that they're an anti-vaxxer? 
when they do they admit that when they go into the doctor's office maybe they do i feel like an anti-vaxxer would love to talk about it like kind of like a vegan or something like that right <laughs> right maybe yeah and they think they have all the answers um should they be able to should should they be able to forego ventilators see i i think it's that would just turn into a legal nightmare the idea mm. of um doctors being able to make those kind of decisions um, just seems like like a legal nightmare. So I, I would say I'd say that's a bad idea. I like the intent, and I go where it's coming from because it's essentially like why are we, um, why are we prioritizing our medical care for people that don't even fully, you know, you know that that are that don't that are like denying science essentially is is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but you but but doctors already you take these oaths where you're supposed to like not let anyone die. And right. then if you're just going around being like, well, this person is doesn't that the, is that the Hippocratic about, oath? Is that what they call it? I that? believe so. I believe mm-hmm. so. And so if it's like if it, so now it's like well, the doctor's supposed to be like this person didn't even doesn't even want to get their kids vac- vaccinated. I'm supposed to use the uh, you know highest level of medicine I have to try to save this person now. Right. That seems like a there that's is a definitely dark road. <laughs> an, an ethical dilemma there for I don't sure. Know. And I also, get- like the thing is. Like these anti-vaxxers are idiots, for the most part, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the like the doctors are supposed to be the the smart ones. So so they're supposed to be the ones, uh, like so. So I don't know if they just start being like, you know, who cares if if like, I don't know. This seems like a slippery slope to what's the next group of dumb people that we're gonna let die, <laughs> right? You know. And yeah. uh, and then I feel tricky. like the entire idea of being a doctor is corroded. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's very tricky. Um yeah, I think I think the way that it would be fair is uh if uh I would say that people who are anti-vaxxers and if like hotels, hotels, if hospitals, if hospitals are running low on hospital beds, I feel like these people deserve last priority though. Um you know, if you, but you know, by but, that point, but is that? But that's not how priority works, though. You I know, priority so, works no. by who gets there first. I'd imagine. So it's like you can't be like, well, you hold on, we're gonna let someone else well, in no, first, I and don't then think... there's just a never-ending train of more people coming in. Well, no, I think priority. I'm talking about more if the hospital is at capacity already. Oh, I see. And I and see. it's them and someone else, but. It's it's a bold statement by this uh, geneticist. Uh, and here, let me see if I can find this uh, gentleman's also, name. Also, if we're here. trying to end a pandemic, mm-hmm. it, this doesn't seem like the best way to do it. Also, like the bigger picture true. is not very is true. not like it's showing like take like taking it to these idiots. It's ending a pandemic, and a pandemic is filled. A pandemic is exacerbated by a whole bunch of idiots. Uh, uh, you know, so. I don't know. I don't like it. I, I, it sounds sounds like a cool thing to say in a bar, but it would make me uncomfortable. Right. I I will say this though, it's, especially from a German, by the way. I don't know. I'm up. I don't. I don't want Germans making these sort of life or death decisions. <laughs> Why is that, Jared? It's just once again, just seems like a slippery slope. <laughs> I don't like where G- Germans already have a bad history of being like. Uh, we don't these people we don't need these people so let's just get rid of them you know i'm just saying mm. okay yeah it's it's a it's a tough one but uh i i will say that 
it is important that we do leave the medical issues to the medical experts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, Jared, but actually there has been a growing anti-COVID movement uh, in some eastern parts of Germany. I was not aware of this, but there was a protest, I guess, in Leipzig, and they drew over 20,000 participants. Uh, and there oh, have really? been also some demonstrations, yeah, in uh, Berlin and that, Stuttgart. I haven't seen that numbers have been uh, rising again in Europe, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize that there was a, a, a large movement like that. Right. Are, are they saying, is it because, like, similar reasons for, because of here, like, they think the um, the shutdown is, is unconstitutional or something? Uh, probably. I'm sure some people are against the mask mandates. I would, I would imagine it's basically all the same, kind of the same stuff we have over here, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, w- I would imagine. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and on Friday, for example, Jared, uh, not Friday the 13th, but on Friday, Germany recorded... <laughs> Uh, actually, thirty-three thousand uh, new cases, mm. uh, uh, and this was marking the first time that Germany has had a daily surge in cases over thirty thousand. Um, so, so yeah, it it is really interesting, though. Um, I mean, I I will say though, it's it is a shame though that these people who are are these extreme conspiracy theorists and these people who spread you know misinformation out there. Uh, if they were to get sick, and I'm sure some of these people are at a higher risk because they probably don't practice all of the necessary precautions, mm-hmm. um, it's really too bad if these people, uh, I think everyone obviously deserves the right uh, to medical care, although I think a lot of people in the U.S. might disagree with that statement. <laughs> uh, especially yeah, sadly, in, uh, that's a bold statement, Chad. Right. And it, sh- <laughs> it shouldn't be, but but yeah. Um, it's, it's just too bad, though, that these people uh, will end up putting themselves or others at risk and some of them will need ventilators and will need these, you know, and I hope that uh, the healthcare system in Germany will be able to handle some of these people. And, you know, same with the healthcare systems in, uh, you know, all these countries around the world that are dealing with this. But anyways, it was a diff- yeah. definitely an I interesting mean, I, article. I understand that in the sense that it, sometimes it does, like, you know, when you see people being like, you know, after the lockdowns, I'm going to go party. And it's like, and then that leads to... Um, oh you know what really bothers me actually more specifically is like the people that i've had like gatherings so like a wedding mm-hmm. there there have been so many weddings or some sort of party that have even just like a a gathering of like you know not not like some sort of concert or something but like say a hundred people get together and then you hear of it like leading to like 30 people leaving with covid and then that spreading to all their different towns that they go to mm-hmm. and like these these certain like uh like uh, very avoidable activities turning into these super spreader activities. And sometimes when I see those and I'm like, and then these people, you know, uh, yeah. So I understand the sentiment of what this person is saying. And I can imagine if you're a, you know, a doctor, especially, especially it gets super annoying dealing with people or sad too. Cause I've heard about people like dying and, and still like denying COVID, you know? And, um, and so I imagine that gets sad and, and, and exhausting to hear people, you know, deny science, yet, you know, die or get infected by it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, Jared, uh, should we start with some shout outs today? Sure, dude. Spread a little love. All right. Well, my first shout out today, have you heard about what France is doing? Um, baguettes? 
Uh, way to way to feed the stereotypes here, Jared. Excuse me, is it um, croissants? Yes, and some escargot <laughs> as well, um, and obviously some wine and cheese. No, uh, uh-huh. France has rewarded uh, frontline immigrant workers uh, citizenship. Okay, cool. So cool. this is a this is a. a uh, I just heard about this the other the other day. Hundreds of immigrants in uh, in France working on the coronavirus front lines have had their service to the country recognized with fast-track citizenship. The Interior Ministry invited residents helping with efforts against COVID-19 to apply for accelerated naturalization. More than 700 have already been granted citizenship or are in the final stages of receiving it. So I think that's, that's cool. absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, these include healthcare professionals, cleaners, and shop workers. Uh, so I was curious, you know, if it would only be medical professionals, but it's good to see it's not only medical professionals. Uh, not yeah, that the medical at, professionals don't deserve it, but yeah. But it's good to see people at all levels of mm-hmm. the, you know, uh, and, not, and not just the sort of what's considered the, the top of the, you know, the top of the top or whatever is considered i'm not saying it is right yeah that's cool so so yeah it's it's good to see uh it'd be nice to see if you know maybe some other countries will start to do this fast Uh, track some more why not right hint hint nudge (laughs) nudge u.s um but yeah we'll, we'll see i'm really curious though to see jared how our foreign relations will change after january uh around the world i'm curious to see uh what that's gonna look like the new presidency yeah Mm -hmm. okay yeah, I'm hoping things will get better. I'm hoping, yeah, we'll we'll just have to see. Who you knows? Just think, yeah, because I remember like that a couple of years ago there was that story in the news about a bunch of uh, foreign leaders at some sort of gathering, and there was a recording of them making fun of uh, like Trump. And, oh, that's uh, hilarious! I didn't know that. And I think it was like Trudeau and like the French guy and someone else. I think maybe Merkel or something like that. Um, and uh, and yeah, it. <laughs> and, I can and, see and people. Part of me was like, "Yeah, we deserve bit. this," but uh, I don't like it. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's it's something else. It's something else. Well, Jared, I got one more shout out today. Okay. Uh, and this shout out goes out to a California teenager named Ahmed Muhammad, who is a senior at Oakland Technical High School, uh, who he created a nonprofit to help kids learn about science. Uh, so this is just a great story here, Jared. Every year, high school seniors anxiously wait for college admission letters, hoping they get accepted into their dream schools. Ahmed Muhammad was one of them. So when Muhammad got accepted into Stanford University, he was delighted. It was a dream come true, Muhammad told CNN. It doesn't feel real. Uh, He will become a first-generation college student. Over the course of his high school career at Oakland Technical, uh, the California native has taken nine college classes on top of his high school workload. No small feat for a senior who is not only uh, who not only tutors students and plays as a point guard for his school's varsity basketball team, but also runs a nonprofit that designs science kits for kids. The nonprofit titled Kids uh, Kits Cubed became the main focus okay, of a, his personal statement for Stanford University. Yeah, Kits Cubed. Say that fast time. Kids, Kits Cubed? or Kits kit. Cubed. Kits. Like science kits. Kits Cubed. No, just Kits Cubed. No, no oh, kits. kits Cubed. Oh, yeah, I, see, I, I, I misspoke there. Um, yeah. And I guess the way this nonprofit started, though, Jared, was actually from him babysitting 
his niece and nephew and uh, decided he, they wanted to do like a science experiment for fun. And his nephew immediately uh, didn't want to do it. He said, I'm not good at science, mm. um, et cetera, et cetera. And that's kind of, I think, when the light bulb uh, went off for Ahmed Mohammed, who... Um, you know, started to kind of, they did a, a science project, I guess, and really enjoyed it. And that's, and that's how it started. And then in March, uh, Muhammad was taking virtual classes, uh, when, uh, and sheltering in place when the lockdown was happening, when he started kids cubed, he wanted kids to get hands-on experience with science, especially during a time when a global pandemic had forced distance learning. So mm. I think this is such an awesome story. I mean, the the this high school senior already had enough on his plate, you know. Uh, plays on the basketball team, is uh, is you know taking college classes on top of his high school workload, and doing this. I mean, it's just super awesome, and it's great yeah. to see. You love to see it, Jared. So, uh, lots of love to Ahmed Mohammed. Uh, shout out to you, good sir. It's uh, awesome that you love. are inspiring kids to learn about science. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's, well, Jared, uh, do you want to get into our meat? <laughs> That's right. Let's inspire kids <laughs> to adults, learn about untranslatables. That's alike. so cheesy. Exactly. exactly. That is our untranslatable owl, which yeah. uh, signifies the untranslatables, which are idioms, proverbs, axioms, sayings, phrases that don't translate on a one-to-one basis into English. And we are your certified, tried and true, untranslatable professionals to decipher them for you. And Jared, do you want to get us started today? I have sure, Chad. I have, uh, and thanks to Babel, 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 Babel. Okay, <laughs> thanks to Babel, I have thirteen foreign phrases that are rooted in superstition. Ooh. Now, what they should have said is thirteen foreign untranslatables that are rooted in superstition. Mm. But um, you know what? I'll, I'll forgive them. I'll forgive them. It's uh, good so to be I forgiving. I figured this Jared. would be perfect for uh, obviously this episode. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so keep in mind. All of these things are superstition related somehow. Um, I'm not going to give you all of them. There's a bunch of them, but uh, one. My first one is Turkish, and it's Okagima in in Agaka Agaki Diktin, which means uh, your you planted a fig tree in my home. You planted a fig tree in my home. That's like you. I think I could go a few ways with this one. My first knee-jerk reaction would be like, you're coming into my house, you're disrespecting me, and you got to get out. Like, you're stirring up trouble in my house, causing Um, mischief. (laughs) No. Uh, Disrespecting somebody. It it, it actually just means... Or it is a good thing. Is it to give someone a gift? It's actually interesting. I'm actually going to give that to you. I take it back. Okay. Um, in Turkey, it's considered bad luck to hand someone a knife or pair of scissors directly. You're supposed to mm-hmm. put it on a table first. That they, I don't know why they add that. But they said if someone violates this rule, uh, which can be taken as a sign of aggression, you can get back at them by planting a fig tree in front of their house, which is considered bad luck. Oh, I like that. Okay. So it's, just mm-hmm. like, so it's almost like wishing someone bad luck. Yeah. 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 Or like, well, or I, even I like cursing them, kind of. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like, like watch it. I'm planting <laughs> that fig tree in exactly. your front yard. Like, it's like you, like it, that's what I think. I, yeah, I, it, it does feel like a curse on someone. I don't know the what curse. it is about figs, though. 
That's there's my, the name of the episode right there, Jared. The curse of the fig tree, right? <laughs> right <there. laughs> oh my gosh! I, I'm looking for a pen and paper. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. The curse of the oh, fig tree. That's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, all right. Well, this one, mine are not really superstitious r- related, Jared. But uh, I have some Polish ones for you. Uh, I I don't know why, but I was just in the mood to check out some Polish ones. So this is a good one here. Um, I'm sure I'll pronounce this wrong, but here we go. Um, Myślę o o niebieskich migdalach, which means to think of blue almonds. To uh, to daydream. Oh, very good, Jared. Mm. Have you have we done that one before? Maybe, but it, it but it makes sense to me also. Don't you undermine my uh, intelligence? <laughs> <laughs> never. I would it kind of makes sense to me because it's like because you're thinking about something that doesn't exist essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, once again, I have a superstition based one. This one's German, so let me know if you've heard this before. Oh, I'm excited. Scherben bringen Gluck. What? What's that first word? Say it again. Scherben. What is that? S C H E R B E N Scherben. Yeah, I've never heard it. What what word is that? What does it mean? Um, that's a good question. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. Shards of glass bring good l- uh, luck. Okay, I've never heard that word before. Uh, uh, so shards of glass bring good luck. Um, oh man, is that? I mean, does is that really just what it? what it oh, sounds yeah. like it, it is yes yeah yes okay. but the explanation is what is is the uh so loud clanging shattering of noises of noises are thought to drive off evil spirits and bring good luck mm. the belief is manifested in many rituals in germany for example on the evening before a wedding do you know what i'm about to say many ceremonies will include a polterabend have you okay. heard of a Polterabend. Oh, Polterabend. I get mm-hmm. it. I um something about uh, I don't know what polter is, but something about evening, which involves porcelain and ceramics. Jeez, there's something in my eye, being shattered in front of uh, the couples in order to secure a happy future for them. Uh, not everything that breaks brings good luck. However, breaking a mirror, which I think is the same in the U.S. too. Is uh is will bring seven years of bad luck. Maybe that's just a German thing. The specific seven years of bad luck. It's always seven years for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Seven seven is a weird one. Seven uh, in some uh, I think in a lot of cultures it's actually very it's like good good luck. Uh yeah. I mean I th- I feel like in the U.S. seven is a lucky number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say so. But but it's not even that the seven is the unlucky number. That just is how long you'll be doing. Like, I don't know if the seven is an unlucky number. Specifically, that's just how long the bad luck will be put upon you. Right. Okay. Interesting. Well, let me uh, let me give you another Polish one, Jared. Uh, let's see here. Oh, this one. This one. I think we might have done this one before, uh, but uh, this is a good one. So here we go. Niedzwiedzia prysluga. I think that's how you say that it means bears favor do you have any basis to understand these uh pol or, or excuse me to pronounce these polish phrases i try to use my uh, as, as weird as this is and this may irritate any polish listeners out there but i use my my czech intuition from like hearing mm. and reading czech i know czech and polish are different and the pronunciation is different 
But uh, I, I have a friend of mine, she's Polish, and when I hear her speak Polish, a lot of times I can make out a lot of the words she's saying because they're similar to a lot of Czech words. They may not be the so same, but they're very close. Is Are, are Polish and, and Czech based, like, are they both, like, based on the same sort yep, of... both Slavic languages. Okay. Yep, okay, one okay. big difference between Polish and Ch- uh, Czech, uh, fun fact, is in Czech you have the R, which is an R with the hot check over it, which is... Like a rolled R with a J sound on top of it. In Polish, mm. I don't think they actually have that sound. Uh, I could okay. be wrong about that, but I, I thought Czech was one of the only Slavic languages that has that letter in the alphabet and that sound. So it's kind of interesting. I know mm. Slovakian does not, uh, which is right uh, you know, next to uh, the Czech Republic. Anyways, the untranslatable, Jared, is Bear's Favor. Um, does that just mean you have good luck? Uh, no. Let me give you an example. Agnieszka uh, says, when I asked you to <laughs> feed my... name? Yeah, that's a Polish name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when I asked you to feed my cat while I, I was away, I didn't mean mushrooms. Then Janusz says, but he looks so bored. Agnieszka says, uh, well, now he's definitely not bored. He's learned how to play the guitar. Janusz says, wow, that's amazing, a cat playing the guitar. Uh, Agnieszka says, but Janusz, he only ever plays painful acoustic covers of tacky 2000s pop songs. Uh, Janusz says, oh, uh, I'm sorry. I guess I really did you a bear's favor there. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that was, by the way, quite the little uh, scene you just played out. There. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. I was into it. Good. <laughs> so it's just like you gave someone like... Like, you, you think you're helping someone, but you're really not, essentially. Yeah, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like, you're doing them a favor, but, like, it didn't really, yeah, it didn't, See, it didn't really help that makes help perfect sense. When I heard favor, I thought, mm-hmm. like, favorable. Oh, no, Not, no, like, no. doing someone a favor. No. Uh-uh. Okay. Uh, let See. me give you another Polish one here, Jared. Okay. On ma visa visa v kiseni. Uh, he has or they have a snake in their pocket. Oh, I um, uh, they're cheap with money. Exa- exactly. But let, let me give you the example anyways, Jerk, because okay. this is kind of a funny one. Uh, the kid says, uh, Daddy, can I have 50 cents uh, uh, so I can give that nice man playing violin in the street, you know, give him some money? Baby boomer dad. No, he should get a real job. Uh, I built my business from the ground up and earned every oh penny. Gosh. I'm not giving it to some hippie drug addict uh, to spend on his woo-woo juice. Uh, this, kid, this is the this is the example. This is the example. Yep, kid. Well, this somebody has a, a snake in their pocket. Oh yeah, <laughs> whoever whoever wrote these were was having a good time. Yeah, that example did did not have to be that elaborate. It did not, but but it was. You know, they didn't have to go that hard for us, Jared, but they did, and we appreciate it. That's for sure. Oh, my gosh. What other superstitious uh, untranslatables do you have for us? I want to hear right. a few more. Well, since we're doing Polish, I'll give you a Polish one. Oh, perfect. Do you, do you want to... Let me, let me have Put you read Put it in the this. chat. Pop it in the chat. Let's see here. Uh, I'm, can I text it to you? I'm on, sure. I'm on, a, I'm on my diff- a different computer. Sure. Send me a texty text. Um, help me out with this one. Okay. Z- uh, hmm. Slap... Uh, Slapci za guzik. Guzik. I'm not do sure. You reckon, to... Do you reckon? Uh, probably not guzik. That sounds super American. Right. <laughs> guzik? Guzik? I'm not sure. Uh, I, I don't recognize any words here, no. Grab a button. Grab a... Gra- is, that like, is that like cross your fingers? Like, wish me luck? 
Uh, I think I think you're right. Oh, all in, right. In Poland, mm-hmm. it, hold on, let me give you your props. Yeah, thank you. I was in about Poland, to say. it's believed that <laughs> chimney sweepers bring luck. Okay. And if you ever happen to see one walking down the street, you should immediately grab a button affixed to your clothes. Mm. If you're ha- if you happen uh, to be caught sans button, uh, well, too bad for you. It's kind of like you know what that reminds me of. What in the United States? What are you supposed to do if you're driving by a cemetery? Uh, I don't know. Wow, you don't know? You've never heard of this? Yes, mm-hmm. because this is you. This is because you kind of grew up as an only child. I know you're not an only only mm-hmm. child, but you kind of grew up as one because your siblings are older than you. Right. So maybe you missed out on all these uh, torturous things that uh, siblings do. But it's like, um, um, uh, oh, yeah. So you're supposed to hold your breath while you drive by. And then you're supposed to only let your breath go. Mm-hmm. Or, or you know breathe again when you pass the next speed limit sign i don't know if there's any sort of truth to that this is just what my uh, sister told me when i was a child mm. <laughs> nice so now that i think about it i don't know if this is an american thing i that might, might be it a might Jared just be thing. G- <laughs> yeah yeah that's true because i bet you if i brought it up to her she'd be like i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> you should yeah do do some research for us i'm curious uh yeah i wonder i wonder i wonder what that means um that, yeah huh interesting that's that's funny jared all right well i'll uh, actually give me a couple more superstitious ones holding your breath while you go past a cemetery that is a that is a real it is uh, a real superstition. thing okay yeah um well, we maybe we'll get into it later actually because this is a perfect example of s- stupid childhood superstitions i'll give you another one though here's a russian one here, I'll send it to you because... <laughs> Ooh, all right. Oh, cool. This, send me the Cyrillic. Like, Do you have the Cyrillic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. All right, Jared's type. That is not the Cyrillic. Or is it? Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Sorry. I had my... My font is too small. I don't have my old man font on, on this computer. Uh, yeah. Naseve. Perfect. Parada. Which means, I mean, I don't which, know if it's perfect, but that's what the uh, that's what the uh, 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 the spelling looks like. Mm-hmm. Don't show on yourself. Is that like don't? Is that is that like don't? Don't like brag and then like something bad will happen or. Uh, now I'm going to give you a half ham horn on that. Okay. Because this because yes, but it's specific. Mm-hmm. This phrase is generally used uh, in the very specific context of discussing another person's illnesses or wounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, when speaking of another person's health issues, you should never indicate them uh, with gestures on your own body, the superstition goes. Doing oh, so will uh, predispose you to the same wounds or illnesses. Mm. So, so maybe it's like if someone says, like, I broke my arm or, or someone broke their arm. You don't you don't like say like oh how's your arm doing and point to your own arm maybe you know something like maybe. that or maybe or maybe you 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 don't or it's say like, oh Chad you know he he fell on his and then points to his head or something hmm. so, so wait is it you don't want to point someone else out or yourself you don't point to it on your own body I see don't so I wonder if it would be like uh so so would that mean like if so say so say jared jared is a biker right i I don't mean motorcycle biker i mean like uh like a street biker street you know riding a a bicycle you do mountain biking too anyways uh so say (laughs) say you were to get into a a biking accident 
I come visit you in the hospital, or since this is a Russian untranslatable, we'll we'll say uh, our um, good Russian buddy uh, Pietor comes comes by in the hospital, and he says, he says, Jerry, do not worry. Uh, you you break arm, I break I break arm too. No no problem. I am fine now. And, and then, then you're yeah. like, whoa, don't don't show it on yourself. Is that is that kind of what it means or what? Don't show on yourself. I think so. I think so. Okay. You should never indicate them with gestures on your own body, the superstition okay. goes. So I think, yeah. I think that's Do you have it. any any other Russian untranslatables? I want to read some more Cyrillic. Um, got I don't have any Russian ones specifically. No. Okay. Any any other good superstitious related untranslatables uh, for us today? Well, Jared? there's one that we've actually talked about, the Chinese uh, uh, Song Zong, okay. which is giving a clock, which you know about. Oh yep, it's considered yep. very rude. Mm-hmm. Almost like a uh, some you know a representation of time passing, and so and and um and yeah, it's just not a good gift. Well, but that's yeah, a, those, that's a good that's those a were good my segue, favorite though, superstitious so, translatables. Yeah, definitely. That's a great segue though, Jared. Gifts. There are some gifts that uh, people will not give due to superstitions, mm. and uh, clocks obviously in China uh, mean bad luck. I think it. it a lot. The funny thing is, a lot of the makes sense. You know, a lot of the bad superstitions. Uh, usually, the end the end uh, thing is you end up dying. Right, right. That's usually the yeah. thing. Right. So, oh, yeah. so like a clock. If you give someone a clock, it signifies dying. In some cultures, I've I've read, if you give them something sharp as a gift, like knives or scissors, mm. that can be considered bad luck. We, will also we do signify dying. Mm-hmm. We do know that a certain number, like you should give an even number in certain cultures and an odd number in certain right. cultures of a specific Especially gift. With flowers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, do you have any other ones? Uh, yeah, one moment. My computer is being a little slow okay. here. Here, I have some unlucky gifts for you. Perfect. Uh, an umbrella is never a good oh, gift yeah. to give in China. And then the umbrellas, cor- isn't it also considered bad luck with umbrellas to keep them... Isn't it like to keep them open inside or open them under a doorway or something like that? I mean, that's a. I mean, I know that's a superstition in America for sure. You shouldn't open umbrellas inside. Right. I don't know why. Why, why is but that? I'll tell Let you me this. find out. Yeah. In China, uh, giving someone an umbrella is uh, insinuates that you feel your relationship with them has fallen apart. <laughs> Especially, oh, really? this is the gift which should not give, uh, which you should not give at a wedding. Because it represents that the person is not happy with your decision. Uh, so it's better to avoid this unlucky gift altogether. Mm. Okay. Well, here we go, Jared. So here here are a few leading theories about how and why umbrellas indoor, uh, opening umbrellas indoors can lead to bad luck. One of them suggests, believe it or not, this started around 1200 BCE when ancient Egyptian priests and royalty were using umbrellas made of peacock, peacock feathers and papyrus to shield themselves from the sun. Uh, the superstition might have stemmed from a belief that opening an umbrella mm. indoors away from the sun's rays would anger the sun god Ra and generate negative consequences. Uh, another theory involves a different ancient Egyptian deity, uh, Newt, the goddess of the sky. I think it's Newt. Uh, maybe it's Nut. It's spelled N-U-T. Uh, goddess of the sky. Uh, these. Uh, so there were uh, umbrellas that were crafted to mirror and honor the way this... Uh, this goddess protected the earth, so their shade was considered sacred. If anybody with non-noble blood used one of these umbrellas, the person supposedly became a walking, talking beacon of bad luck. 
Um, so oddly enough, Jared, two of these, it looks like two theories go back all the way to ancient Egypt. But yeah, not so opening- I don't believe them. So I don't believe them. It's, it's, that's, I mean, it's, they, they're just like guessing, essentially, where, where, where it came from. Right. Uh, some other unlucky gifts to give. A comb. Who would give someone a comb, by the way? Uh, there are many superstitious. Is that, is, uh, that a, is that a suggestion to your your friend or your family member who, uh, to like comb their hair <laughs> sometime? <laughs> they're, they're, oh, I thought maybe it would be like I, I thought the you know it's interesting. I thought the bad luck would be that if you give someone a comb, they're going to go bald or something. Oh, there maybe. are many superstitious talks about gift uh, gifting a comb to anyone in Japan. It uh, admitted it's a, it's a curse for uh, it's admitted as a curse for some people because comb means cushy, and uh, that defy that def- that this is not great translation by the way, and that's defined as you will suffer from a health issue and die soon. So it's essentially a similar reason why four is unlucky in China is that the four also means you know depending on how you say it could mean death so well, it's, comb- not, it's not depending on how you say it it's it's for the the okay let me try let me try this here my chinese is terrible let me preface that already but so you have four which is um su, and then you have um su, if i remember correctly right. is is death mm-hmm. so so because the the characters are very similar or the way the word is pronounced is very similar. It's considered bad luck. So you have in China, you will have entire hotels that don't have a fourth floor. You will have rooms that don't have the number four on them uh, because it is considered such bad luck. Have you been to hotels that don't have a 13th floor? That's kind of uh, not uncommon in Europe. Maybe actually now that I think about it, I'm sure I have. Yeah. Which seems kind of ridiculous to me, you know? I feel like a lot of times the thirteenth <laughs> floor might be the floor with like the the gym on it or the pool. <laughs> oh. No, oh, and so yeah. they can label it something different. Yes, yes. So it'll be like twelve. It'll be like G. Twelve. Then yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. <laughs> Interest. Yeah, I, I've seen that before too. Speaking of numbers, let's let's talk about numbers for a second. So four in Chinese culture, I think maybe also in Japanese and Korean. I could be wrong, but I think four. Uh, also might be an unlucky number in in those cultures as well. Uh, Thirteen is obviously if you if you see my goofy background for any of the people watching this on YouTube. Uh, Thirteen is definitely an unlucky one. But it's I think not in just our thir- case, it's Friday the thirteenth in our right. case. Mm-hmm. Is thirteen an unlucky number in the U.S.? It probably still is, though. I would say it still is. I would maybe yeah. And and let's see. Um, and I I wonder why why that would be uh what's so let's see this is according to history.com what's so unlucky okay okay go ahead (laughs) about the number 13 um so uh research estimate that 10 percent of the u.s population has a holy crap jared has a fear of the number 13 really are people like legit afraid of the number 13 uh and each year even more specific fear of friday the 13th here's a good word for you jared um i'm gonna try to say it we'll see if i can say it right Paris Skevidecatriophobia. Paris Skevidecatriophobia. I'm sure I said that wrong. <laughs> this is the uh, the fear of Friday the 13th. Here, I'll send this in the in the chat for you. Uh, maybe maybe you can I actually see it. read this I have this it right one. here. Yeah. How, how do you say that word? <laughs> wait, Trisky? Is that, wait, is that what the word is? Paris... Paris Oh, interesting. I see. I see. 
Triskaidekaphobia is the fear of Friday the Thirteenth or Thirteenth, okay. the number Thirteenth specifically. Excuse that's me. That's the one. That's the one that I was reading there. But maybe e- either way, either Wait, way. So that's the one. We just said completely different things. What do you mean that we, was the one you were reading? No, no. Uh, read yours again. Hold on. Oh, I, no, let me see the one. I see it. I, didn't I even see look it. At the, I, I see. Yeah, they are. They are. Sorry, I thought they Paris, were more similar. Paraskevidikatriophobia. So that is the fear of Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hear yep. it is. I yep. see it. Yep. No, I feel like my computer just heard me because <laughs> because it literally I just it popped up as I said that. Uh, okay, so all right, now hold on. I want to go back to see mine real quick just to see the go similarities in these words. This so is- there is the. No, there is really not that much similarity. This is the funny thing about these words that are, or about this this fear of Friday the 13th, Jared. So apparently, uh, this results in an excess of $800 million lost financially per year. Uh, people, people avoid marrying on Friday 13th, traveling they avoid on Friday the 13th. And in some severe cases, some people even avoid working on Friday the 13th. Mm. I have never woke up in my life, looked at the calendar and seen Friday 13th and go, hmm, well, I'm really scared today, so I can't work. Like, that's just so do you funny. Have, do you have any sort of superstition like that, that, that'll, that you adhere to even if you know it's stupid? I don't have any silly superstitions, I don't think. Uh, I think I, I have, adhere, adhere I have to. sport sport related ones. Oh, what sport superstitions do you so have? So like, so like, I, I'm I'm not one to call a win before it happens. You know? Okay, sure. Um, it ain't over I, till the fat lady sings, Jared. <laughs> I, I I also, as a kid, I used to. I don't know why. I don't know where I got this from. I don't know what the. I don't, but I used to put some i think it was a coin or something in my shin guard when i played soccer as some that just sort sounds of like a health of, hazard what do you no it was in my shin guard which was it's just flat against the side of my leg oh fair enough never mind okay i was thinking if you had it like on your shin and somebody kicked you there having that metal there wouldn't be good but but no, no, never mind no, no, no. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really work that like right. that but um but and I believe it was. I mean, I know it was some sort of good luck. But I don't think I even. I don't know if I believed it, and I don't even know where that came from. Why I thought that specific move was like a good luck move. But I definitely did that, and I feel like I don't. I don't. I don't tend to have. Um, like as you said, I'm not superstitious, but I am kind of stitious. You're a little so stitious, like, Jared. Um, so like definitely, I would say de- definitely. Um, Calling wins is a big one, and I would also say that would you would you say that like there's some level of superstition in regards to like a karma, the idea of karma? Yeah, I I do I personally do believe in karma. I really do think what goes around comes around. Is um, it unfair to call that a superstition? No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't because you're essentially being like there's like, no like, scientific bad luck will proof to me if I do something bad to someone else, right? Right. I mean, there's no. I don't think there's any scientific proof of karma. Maybe, maybe there is. I don't know. But let's let's get back to these uh, these numbers, and especially thirteen, Jared, because once again, uh, this takes us back to ancient Egypt. 
Um, so we'll see. Which maybe is why I don't believe this again. Um, well, it's it's interesting to think about. So let me maybe I can persuade you, Jared. I've done it before, and maybe I can do it again. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, an early myth surrounding the origins of fear involved of the world's oldest legal documents, the Code of Hammurabi, which reportedly omitted a thirteenth law from its list of legal rules. In reality, the omission was no more than a clerical error made by one of the document's early translators who failed to in- include a line of text. In fact, the code doesn't numerically list its laws at all. Uh, but See, now this is-, this is what's interesting, Jared. Mathematicians and scientists, meanwhile, point to the preeminence of the number 12, which has been considered by mathematicians and scientists as a quote-unquote perfect number in the ancient world. The ancient Sumerians developed a uh, numeral system based on the use of 12 that is still used for measuring time today. Most calendars have 12 months. A single day is comprised of two 12-hour half days. Uh, And so following so closely on the heels of a quote-unquote perfect number, some argue the poor number 13 was sure to be found lacking and unusual. This fear of the unknown would seem to play into two other popular theories for the number's unlucky connotation, both which revolve around the appearance of a 13th guest at two ancient events. The Bible, who is Judas, the 13th guest, uh, who uh, arrives at the Last Supper, who betrays Jesus. And meanwhile, in ancient Mm. Norse lore, there's uh, evil and turmoil were first introduced in the world by the appearance of the treacherous and mischievous god Loki, at a dinner party in Valhalla, where he Low was key, also like from Thor. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. He, yeah, this is a a, a Norse god, uh, and Loki was the thirteenth guest. So there you go, Jared. You have two thirteenth guests that right. were uh, also bad luck. So it's kind of interesting. I, I I'll I'll, I'll you, you won me over a little bit, and I also <laughs> say it does make sense. I guess ma- when you when you put it on the mathematician level, because it's a prime number, it's um, an odd number. Uh, so Stands the idea, alone. Uh, pr- aka prime number. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, what do you mean yeah, it stands yeah. alone? What does stands alone mean? It just it's means like- <laughs> it just means it's as you said, it's a prime number. I was just oh, okay, I was like, not I've never heard a number. Is a mathematician here, Jared? <laughs> I've just never heard someone explain a number as something that stands alone. Like, like it stands alone, like, like it can't, Chuck Norris. It can't. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the Chuck Norris of numbers, Jared. Number thirteen, obviously. Mm. Oh, well, you yeah. know, like any prime number, you know, can't be evenly divided into anything. Do you have any you more know? numbers you want to talk about? Um, uh, no, I think I All think right. well, four, thirteen, seven. Those are kind of the big ones, either lucky or unlucky. Uh, let's so, yeah, let's get into some other some stuff. some classic superstitions, especially here in the sure. U.S. Well, let's start uh, with uh, break uh, step step on a crack, break your mother's back. That was like a one that we said as kids, right, Jared? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I um yeah, I still sometimes say it. <laughs> well, Jared, sometimes it's fun to avoid the cracks, you know, if you're walking sure. down the street to time your steps perfectly to where you just miss the cracks. Mm-hmm. But why is it that I've been um uh, you know, programmed to be like I should miss the cracks? Well, you well you care you care about your mom and you don't want to break oh, her by back. The way, that's that's why. Mm-hmm. I knew you'd bring up Step on a Crap, Break Your Mom's Back. Do you know where that comes from? I do. And I'm going to take a play out of Jared's playbook here. And uh, this one definitely comes from uh, slavery and racism. What do you racism. mean this one definitely comes from? Every time I say it, it definitely comes from slavery. <laughs> I, sometimes I have my reservations about mm. that, Jared, occasionally. 
Um, well, th- okay. But this well, one, maybe but you should start doing as much research uh, uh, every time uh, as you are doing right now with maybe, all these superstitions. Maybe I should. Maybe you're right. Uh, so this one It's is, all slavery. Sorry, uh, go ahead. So this one is uh, stems from a term, at least from... Uh, and and I'm, this is from uh, the, the website that I'm getting this from, Jared. Uh, blackthen.com is the website. Uh, and these are a bunch of uh, 20... Here's the headline of the article. Step on a crack, uh, crack break your mama's back. Uh, top 20 superstitions black people live by. Um, and this was the first one on there. Um, have you ever feared the repercussions of stepping on that infamous crack in the pavement? The original rhyme was far from innocent. The original rhyme, Jared, was uh, step on a crack and your mother will turn black. It is believed <laughs> to come from the late 19th century... Uh, uh, I don't know why they whoever wrote this I'm sorry but they need to have someone proofread it because uh, here uh, it uh, it is believed to come from the late 19th century racism uh uh, I think what you mean here is it just stems from racism, um, but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, specifically and, that ni- late nineteenth century, right? Racism. Not that, not that, not that twentieth century, not that eighteenth, but that nineteenth century racism, Jerry. Um, Very specific exactly. kind of racism, right? Exactly. But yeah, so um, I, I still don't get why why that is though. Like, like who who came up with that? You know, like I get it rhymes. You know, crack and back or black, they all rhyme. I get that, but like mm-hmm. who? Who one day like was walking down the street and and you know what I mean like do do you know do you have like a uh I um, the your the ex- explanation you had was a lot more uh what that I uh, like w- like for children <laughs> I feel like the explanation I have is a little bit more NSFW all right let's hear it let's we'll hear see. It. This is one of the negative superstitions which are still prevalent today uh, as the story goes the origin. Of this uh, is from a very dark time in history. It was at a time when racism was at its peak, so maybe that's why they said that specific late 19th century racism, I don't mm-hmm. know, throughout the world. Black men and women were tortured and killed on a daily basis without any uh, law prohibiting it. Prohibiting it. This, was, uh, this is why most people who know the origin of superstition try to avoid speaking about it. This superstition... See, the fact that I'm even talking about it is sending chills up my spine right now. Mm. <laughs> the superstition... Let me... <laughs> the superstition did not Jared start just like crossed this. himself for the people listening <laughs> it used to be that if you step on a crack it'll turn your mother black as you said that means uh the the meaning behind the shameless superstition is how hateful the racial bias was during the time period it implied that if you stepped on a crack in the road then you would be very unlucky and portray a measure of unluckiness so it said uh, it was said as a black would um it was said that a black person would enter your family the superstition can also be traced back to one more origin. This is not uh, really that much hate-filled, but it's much scarier to the believers. It said that the crack in the pavement are links to the underworld, and by stepping on one such crack, you are inviting a demon to ruin your life, and this demon will haunt you and your family. Demon, a.k.a. black person. Well, uh, one origin of the superstition is based on the presence of mythology, mythological demons living under the, underneath the ground. The other is a testament to the fact that uh, our, all right, I don't need to hear their explanation. But yeah, that's where that's where the crack thing comes from. It's a it's a link to the underworld. Mm. Scary stuff, Jared. Well, speaking so maybe of- if you step on it, you just get sucked in. You know, right. Well, speaking speaking of a link to the underworld and life and death, uh, one one superstition, or I don't even know if this is really a superstition or just like a like a polite 
eating etiquette, but when you are in Asian countries, especially uh, China and Japan, a uh, big mm. no-no is to stick your chopsticks straight up in a bowl, especially like a bowl of rice. And the reason why you don't do that, do you know, Jared? Something about it representing death, I, th- I believe. You, that's what yeah, I've heard. Yeah, so at a funeral, that's what you do is you put the chopsticks in like face down in a bowl of rice and they stick straight up. So it signifies death once again. Mm. Um, so, you know, a lot of so these So that's what you would see at a funeral? Uh, uh, apparently, at least according oh, to the well, article wow. I'm reading here, yeah. Uh, you never want to stick oh. your chopsticks straight up. Uh, and, and what you do, obviously, if you're actually eating with chopsticks, uh, you just lay them uh, across your, your plate or your bowl, what whatever you're doing. Um, but that's that's a big one. Um, yeah, what, what are some other big... Uh, here, well, here's kind of a funny one, Jared. <laughs> this is a this is a superstition that uh, they have a lot in in. I know in Germany also. I believe in Russia as well. Uh, you don't want to wish someone happy birthday early. So, for mm-hmm. example, if you had your birthday, uh, I don't know, on Tuesday, and I wished you a happy birthday on Monday, uh, you might I might be like, hey, Jared, happy, and you'd be like, whoa, whoa, Chad, wait, stop, don't don't be wishing me a happy birthday yet. Mm-hmm. My birthday is tomorrow. Uh, and and it just means so, it'll like bring you bad luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's the thing. <clears throat> now maybe if you, uh, it, it's a bad luck. Even if you do it on accident, it's like, oh, I thought your birthday was today. Or it's like, well, you've wished it, and now well, bad you ruined luck. it. Yeah, I probably. It. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, probably. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, yeah. What What are some other ones, Jared? What, okay, so you asked last ones? time, and then mm-hmm. you just said another one. I don't know. You, you is that just a pause for you to get another one up no i'm I'm waiting for you this uh, <laughs> okay um knock on wood mm. why are we knocking on wood that one i do speaking of which there's another example of me being probably stitious mm-hmm. or maybe do, why, why do i do that because i don't i don't know if i actually believe it or not oh i believe but, it uh i do it you you do what do you, why why do you believe it uh, I, I don't know. I, I, okay. I don't actually. But but I also do it. Uh, the, do you know where it comes from, though, Jared? Yeah. The phrase is almost a uh, is almost like a verbal talisman, that's what they say. I don't even know what that mm-hmm. means. Mm-hmm. Designed to ward off bad luck after tempting fate. Breaking the mirror uh, didn't bring me any trouble. Knock on wood. The fixation on wood may come from old myths about good spirits and trees or from the association with the Christian cross. Similar phrases abound in multiple languages suggesting that the desire um not to upset a a spiteful universe is very common you know and if you don't have wood around you what are you supposed to knock on well jared no i'm just kidding um i i don't know uh you gotta gotta keep a little little piece of wood on you at all times gotta keep that thing (laughs) on you (laughs) (laughs) is that what they mean when they say that (laughs) (laughs) yes that's exactly what they mean no you're supposed to knock on your head you've never seen that before oh yeah yep you're right Uh, in the czech republic i think they knock on their teeth Okay, I remember. Well, why correctly. did you say that one? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> you, gotta you gotta keep, keep that, that thing, thing on, on you, Jared. <laughs> yeah. You gotta. We gotta start selling some untranslatable merch. It's just a little piece of wood says "untranslatable podcast" on it. People can keep it on them when they have. Mm. You know, they need to make sure they have some good luck. Oh, by the way, I figured out the whole uh, origin of the uh, holding your breath when you pass the uh, what is cemetery. It? Let's hear it. It's because you're because you're. Um, 
when you uh, not can you guess? Because I actually, when I hear it, it was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. So it, well, evil spirits can't enter your body, Jared. Obviously, that's a good guess, but I don't think that's it. Now, okay. I, now I feel like that could be potentially it, and okay. the, my source might be wrong. Uh-oh. What my source said was that when you're going past a cemetery, you're making the ghost jealous that you that's can right. breathe. That's right. So you don't breathe, uh, and then you you're free and safe once you. Pay. I, I mean, they, I didn't. They didn't see anything you, about them. Wouldn't you want to flex on them, ghosts and ghouls, and be breathing really hard though to brag? No, because then they're gonna get pissed and specifically target you for. Uh, for so it's um, to appease the ghosts. Haunting. Is why yeah. we're not okay. Like I, I don't want them to get jealous and get angry at me for for trying mm. to flaunt my breath in front of them. That's so fair. I'm gonna be like, I can't breathe either. I'm like, all right, all right, this person's cool. Right. You know, they, Oh, there's also the holding the, your breath uh, when you're in a tunnel, by the way. Have you heard that mm, one? I have. I used to okay. do that as a kid, but that was more oh, for did fun. did you? That was more for fun, though. It wasn't superstition. That's what you think. Okay. But maybe you were somehow imprint, imprinted at an age uh, when you were younger, you didn't even realize. Mm. Holding your breath in a tunnel can be a really bad idea. Uh-oh. Uh, as one young man proved in 2014, I don't know what's about to happen right now. Daniel J. Calhoun of Snohomish, Washington, told investigators he faded Sunday afternoon while holding his breath in the Highway 26 tunnel. Uh, CBS News reports, the kicker, the tunnel only takes about 10 seconds to drive through. Uh, but he was so nervous that he was um, that he was you know gonna get some bad luck that he mm-hmm. was willing to pass out and also he might need to go to the doctor if he can only hold his breath for if he can't even hold his breath for ten seconds without <laughs> passing yeah, out yeah that's pretty rough <laughs> that's maybe maybe he was really like he had to have been doing something more than just holding his breath like maybe he was like holding his breath and like straining or something mm. like yeah ten seconds is not that long. Um, I, I don't think, um, but yeah, that's that's interesting. Another classic uh, one: mm-hmm. crossing your fingers. Yep, yep, and uh, that one has the funny thing is, Jared. A lot of these superstitions have they have some either it's life or death related or or like religiously related somehow. Sure. And so this one like goes back to the the cross, right? Jesus Christ and the cross, right? I feel uh, yeah. I feel like most of um, I feel like. It makes sense that most of this stuff would have some sort of uh, like religious background because that that is sort of what most of society is kind of based on. And, th- and that's sort of the mm-hmm. original – that was sort of one of the original ways of trying to understand the areas beyond that they don't understand. You know, like mm-hmm. why are there clouds? Why are there stars? You know, right. the only explanation at, at some point was just gods <laughs> right. controlling sure. the world. And so it's like, well, let's make sure we – keep them happy because i remember one time there was a drought for you know for uh two years and maybe it had something to do with freaking larry over there stepping on a crack well of course <laughs> you know? or, or jim didn't cross his fingers or or exactly or he crossed both you know two hands <laughs> don't be don't be double is crossing unluck- me is this unlucky oh whoa, watch out jared so what you, I did you for just the got, people, you not... just got our podcast banned from YouTube, pulled <laughs> from Stitcher, gone. <laughs> it, it's just forget, gone. Forget the explicit rating. There's, there's right. no, there's no sort of rating for what I just did. Right. <laughs> you just, you just pulled out the universal bad luck gang sign right there. <laughs> what the, I did, the double cross, was I did a fingers crossed with my. How do you do uh, that? Even I can't. I first can't two fingers and then my back two fingers. You can't. It's very mm-hmm. easy no. for me. Mm-mm, you know, no. it's interesting because that's very easy for me. 
Yet it's uh, damn near impossible for me to properly do like a hang loose. Really? With my pinky always sticking. Like I can't get my pinky to stick out without this finger popping out like this. Oh, interesting. Yet I can okay. do the sign Mark of the Beast right. like it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Interesting. You know what's Spring- funny with crossing your th- uh, uh, crossing your fingers though, Jared? In in Germany, what they do, I think you remember. Uh, is they they say Daumen gedrückt, which means they're pressing oh, yeah. their thumbs, mm-hmm. which is which is a funny one. Um, I wonder what other kind of g- like gestures other other countries have, you know? Because um, because yeah. you know, I I imagine a lot of I would be willing to bet a lot of the more Christian countries probably have like crossing their fingers, maybe. Um, you know, Germany, as we said, has like p- pressing your thumb. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones. But yeah, what what other Speaking ones do of, you have? Uh, classic Christian. When I mentioned Mark of the Beast with my quadruple cross here going on with my fingers, uh, the Mark of the Beast. Do you know what the Mark of the Beast is? Of course, six six six. Okay, I mean I don't know. You know nothing about uh, Christianity. The, num- the number of the beast, right? Uh, so yeah. So three sixes in a row uh, gives some people the chills, and it's a superstition that goes back to the Bible, the Book of Revelation. 666 is given as the number of the beast and is often interpreted as the mark of Satan, and it's the sign of end times. So if Satan is coming back, that means that if Satan's coming to earth, that means uh, uh, that all the all the uh, the saved people have been saved at this point and they're in their safe place. And it's the end times for earth here, and the devil's taken over, and only the sinners like you and I uh, remain. <laughs> So, uh, so we'll remain even after the beast comes, is what you're saying? Yes, that's what the end times is. Okay. It's like the all, all the save. That's that's uh, some Christian beliefs have this belief that you know, obviously, Earth is 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 uh, is uh, uh, temporary, and that at some point there is going to be these end times, these Book of Revelation. You saw the Family Guy episode. Mm-hmm. Or was it American Dad, where they all got uh like went up to or yeah one of those where they all got like uh the end times happened and then certain people stayed, right? And that was just the, what's left is just the the uh the sinners are just left in a wasteland. And since you don't even know about this story, you're certainly getting left behind. Well, thank you, Jared. I, I'm looking forward to spending the time there with you. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> let me let me go back to the uh, fingers crossed thing. So there are a few exceptions here. So uh, believe it or not, Jared, if you are in Vietnam and you cross your fingers, the gesture is actually considered rude, uh, especially if you are like doing it to someone else. Um, it is, what do you mean and this is according to, to Wikipedia, uh, like like going like that to them. Oh, it's kind of like, like doing the British uh, peace right. sign backwards. Right, right. It's like right. it's uh, right. It's it's yeah. It's uh, uh, comparable to giving the finger in Western culture, which basically means mm. flip off. You know, uh, <laughs> f you. You know, we say flip in the bird in English. Uh, in German uh, speaking countries, also in Sweden, uh, crossing your fingers apparently is actually a sign of lying. I was not aware of that. Wishing for luck is gestured by pressing the thumbs, as we a, mentioned. A sign of lying. So if it's like. So say um, I'm talking to someone, and uh, and I'm like, no, no, I promise, I promise, everything's good to go. I took care of it, and like I'm like sneaking to you, like, hey, hey, right, R- right, exactly. Everything's great. Uh, everything <laughs> is taken care of. <laughs> and uh, bl- exactly, believe it or not, though, Jared, also in uh, so Poland, Czech Republic, Slovakia, Bulgaria. 
Uh, and South Africa, they also do uh, the thumb pressing. And at mm. least I can't speak for all of these, but I would imagine well, uh, the, the similarity here, Jared, is actually, believe it or not, when you press your thumbs, even though you're hiding your thumb, it kind of looks like you're giving someone a thumb a thumbs up. So it's almost like you're somehow by you pressing your thumb, it's kind of like you're you're wishing them a thumbs up somehow. Mm, like an extra, like an extra thumbs up. Right. I, South Africa makes sense because I imagine you said they do it in Netherlands too. Uh, well, actually, German speaking countries uh, and Sweden. Uh, okay, okay. Because I so imagine if sure they do it in Holland. Netherlands, then they would do right. it in in South South Africa too. Um, have you ever have you ever dealt with a wishbone? Yeah, I have broken wishbones before and uh, made wishes, Jared. Have you really? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. During so Thanksgiving, families actually do that. I thought that was mm-hmm. a cartoon or a like a movie thing. Maybe I'm just a weird white person, Jared. No, no, I don't. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't know. All uh, no, 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 I don't think you're. You are a weird white person, but I don't think you're. I don't think that's a uh, unique thing. Um, right. Like, I don't think. I just. I've just never actually seen it happen outside of a um, a movie. Yeah, or like a cartoon or something. Mm. Do you, do, um, I'll tell you why they do it though. Obviously, there's a, it goes back to summer. The tradition of turkey bone tug of war goes back a long way. Legend has it that first century Romans used to fight over dried wishbones, which they uh, believed were good luck. See, this is why I don't believe this. I, how do they mm-hmm. know? How do they know what, why Romans were fighting over wishbones? Uh, and know. would accidentally break maybe they them. found lots and lots of uh, uh, skeletons in like one dude holding holding a wishbone, <laughs> just two skeleton <laughs> hands with a wishbone in between. Right, exactly. <laughs> and would accidentally that's how <laughs> would accidentally break them, <laughs> ushering the idea that whoever has the largest bit of bone gets the gets their wish. Bird bones have also been used in uh, divination throughout history, with a supposed soothsayer throwing the bones and reading their patterns to predict the future. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little <laughs> bit. So, yeah. Uh, how about the rabbit foot? My sister used to have a rabbit foot. Yeah, I don't know why. Why Rub- is that a thing? Rubbing the rabbit foot. <laughs> that's right, the that's move. supposed to bring you luck, right? <laughs> and remember, I remember, I feel like it was the 90s, early 2000s, the rabbit foot was huge. Like you, every time you'd go into like a Hot Topic or like some store like that, so, you know, they'd have like those little spinny uh, hang things, and I feel like there always would be a rabbit's foot there. Mm-hmm. And um, they're lucky. Talisman, so, so what the f- is a talisman? <laughs> it's, it's like a, is it like a trinket? It is a talisman. Is it's like a it's like a, a, a medallion. Yeah, it's uh, like a, an it's, object, it, typically uh, an inscribed ring or stone that is thought to have mm-hmm. magic powers right. to bring good luck. Because I yeah yeah that makes sense. Because I feel like I've heard about it in like in like um, one of the Assassin's Creed video games or right. something. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a it's rabbit- interesting uh, with the rabbit feet, Jared, because. Um, I wonder. I wonder if people back then also used to like decorate them and like because because mm. you mentioned that talismans are like inscribed, right? So I wonder if like I don't well, know though. I don't know. I know any rabbit's, rabbit's feet. feet were definitely dyed. Like you can get them all sorts of colors, right? I, 
I, I, and I imagine there were. That's such a gross thing to just have on a keychain. I think it's I don't weird. Know. Talismans and amulets are all. Oh man! If anyone asks me, "Hey, Jared, what's your hobby?" Oh, I'm really into talismans and amulets. <laughs> Get out of there! Get out now! <laughs> I like collecting talismans and amulets. Are uh, they're a time honored way of uh, fending off evil? Considered, uh, consider the cross, crosses and garlic. Uh, wait, what? Okay, excuse me. Rabbit's feet as talismans may hark back to early Celtic tribes in Britain. That actually makes sense. They may also arise from, from hoodoo, hoodoo. A form of a form of um, this is my hype man, Chad. A form of African American uh, folk magic and superstition that blends Native American, European, and African tradition. Yeah, we're just trying to do it like a like a Run DMC. Where they that's, that's right. That's right. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It's it's a, an interesting one. I wonder. Yeah. So uh, apparently, that goes next one, all by the, the way, way on the list because I imagine we're looking at the mm-hmm. same list with the way you're reading along. Mm-hmm. Uh, that next one on the list is specifically uh, "Bad Luck Comes in Threes. That I only hear about the, the the main time I hear about that is when it comes to the celebrities. Celebrities mm. die in threes. I, see, and that's the funny thing is I have also, like, I've actually said and have heard the phrase death comes in threes. Um, Just in general. also bad luck, right. But, yeah, it's it's interesting, though, as well, though, because we also have the phrase in English, the third time's the charm. So, you mm-hmm. know, the third time you try something is the third time it yeah. will work. Um, <laughs> Not die, the third time you right. die. <laughs> right. Um, There's but also, yeah. speaking of celebrities, another fun celebrity superstition is the 27. Mm-hmm. club something about oh, the, yep. uh, the, the there there is a superstition about these uh you like uh, amazing young troubled artist going at 27 mm-hmm. and and like sort of being like a lucky if you're if you make it past that time you know if you make it past 27 and you're still going right jared let, i like can, that one can we play a little game Sure. I love games. I want to give you a superstition, and I want you to tell me what countries where you think this might be a thing. Okay. You ready? Mm, Yes. Uh, Okay, first one. Uh, Don't place two mirrors opposite of one another. So, like, you know, across the room from each other. I'm going to guess this is from, like, France or something. Uh, Maybe it could exist there, but uh, according to the article I have here, uh, it's Mexico. You you can't answer like that. You just have to say I'm wrong. You can't be like, it's Mexico. (laughs) Thank you. You're wrong. It's Mexico. And apparently, Jared, (laughs) uh, having two mirrors facing uh, and and creating infinite reflections, although it may look cool, Jared, facing Mm. mirrors in Mexico are considered to open a doorway for the devil. Dude, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that, that really does make perfect sense to me. There is something a little kind of creepy about that infinity of, of the of the double mirror, which also mm-hmm. kind of, when you put it that way, kind of, we never misstep, mentioned this, but a popular superstition also is the breaking of mirrors. Right. Which makes sense. That We're saying like you're repeating s- something numerous times in front of a mirror. Yes, because mm-hmm. all that has some sort of connect, like I imagine connection to your relationship with the spirit. So it's like if you're if you break a mirror, it's like maybe you're angering some sort of spirits or something, or it's like mm-hmm. you're or you're breaking some sort of necessary connection. Uh, but yeah, there is the popular like if you say a bunch of I can't think of what it is, Candyman or something. What is it? If you say some phrase three times into a mirror, something will pop out. Biggie at Smalls, you. Biggie Smalls, Biggie Smalls. 
Uh, yeah, from South Park. Uh, yay, yay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's not even Biggie Smalls. That's Ice Cube. But <laughs> yeah, uh, all right. Let me give you another one, Jared. Uh, this is this is a tradition called Pog Pog, uh, and it is basically where you don't go right home after a funeral. Pog Pog. Mm-hmm. That sounds maybe Philippines or something. Very good. Yeah, that's a Filipino mm. tradition where people never go straight home after a funeral. Otherwise, a bad spirit might tag along and come inside. More I actually will- feel like I've heard this one before. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh, it is. That's the thing. It is crazy where it's like these are all ridiculous and mm-hmm. essentially where it's like these are all kind of just made up things that will cause bad luck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with you. They all make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's an innate human thing, Jared. Yeah. Uh, all right. Tell me, Jared. Like, I don't do want to bring think- that cemetery uh, air back to my house. I got to right. let that shit breathe exactly. out somewhere else. Exactly. <laughs> we got 50 more to go, Jared, so we got to get started. Right, no, I'm just perfect. kidding. I'm just teasing. Um, uh, all right. Uh, next one. What country do you think whistling indoors can invite evil? Which country, Jared? Uh, the U.S., England, Britain? No. Actually, in Lithuania, it is forbidden mm. to whistle indoors because the noise is believed to summon demons. That makes perfect sense mm-hmm. as well. Like, yep. uh, how many scary movies have you seen where there's some creepy whistle happening? Oh, for sure. You know? <laughs> well, so whistling, it's like whistling, right. like some some like ring around the rosy or something, really slowly and creepily. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. That uh, is actually what it is. That's for yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone sings that, and, uh, and right. what is that? The uh, Shining or something? I think so. Yeah. So, Jared, uh, what countries? You should know this one. What countries do you don't cheers with water? Germany. Yep. Yep, yes. uh, and I think Probably also Czech, Czech Republic. Republic too. Yeah, do you know there's also a Czech one where you don't mix beers. Yep, yep, I did know that one. That's considered bad luck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Jared, what country do you want to avoid uh, sleeping with your head facing the north? Sleeping with your head facing the north. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> hmm. I'm gonna go with um. Somewhere in, in the Asia. Middle East. In Asia. I mean, the Middle East is technically in Asia, but... Um, further uh, further east. Okay. <laughs> uh, Japan. Very good. Very good. I, now, well, there's also, there's also just that people naturally um, prefer to sleep with their... Like, so they're facing the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people don't like to sleep with their head like their back or you know the back of their head to the door. Right, makes sense. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, Jared, speaking of sleeping, what countries, uh, uh, or I guess what continent do you want to avoid sleeping with your head to the west? Uh, I'm gonna with continent Africa. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know why? No idea why. Okay. Um, no idea why, but it just says in, in in some countries in Africa, they have the same superstition where you want to avoid sleeping with your head to the west. Um, uh, I wonder if that I wonder if that's in some of the Muslim countries in, in Africa where you would want your. Well, see, that's what that's mm-hmm. what my thought was as well. And I, when you said continent, I was thrown off a little bit because I was going to say the Middle East and thinking it. I mean, obviously there are Muslim people more places than just the Middle East, but I was right. thinking about. Um, the idea of don't they pray pray towards the east? I I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so I yep. might I just imagine maybe there was some sort of inverse relationship there with facing the west exactly. when you sleep. Exactly. Well, now Jared, this one comes down to handedness. Uh, and so, what happens, Jared, if you have an itchy right hand? Oh wait, or it could be, or it could be, 
Mm-hmm. The sun sets in the west and uh-huh. rises in the e- in the east, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something to do with where the sun sets and rises. Wait, could is be? that it? Uh, you're just saying yes, but you're, you're not. No, that like you're could not be actually. it. That could be it. Um, the sun sets in the west and rises in the east. So maybe if the set the sun sets in the west, I believe, uh, you would want to wake up to the sun rising and not which would be which would require you facing the east Mm -hmm. so that would be my guess actually something about an itchy right hand itchy yeah itchy right hand um um something about you're gonna go broke it doesn't have to do something with you're gonna go broke or something so sadly jared for you and i as lefties it's actually the left hand that means you'll go broke uh the right hand means you'll actually if your left hand is money yeah if you have itchy hands uh, uh, that makes sense because the mm-hmm. left hand is the unlucky one. Of course. Which country, Jared? That sounds like the U.S. That sounds like some southern. No, sir. Turkey. My family uh, in Turkey. Although okay. maybe who knows? Maybe yeah, maybe uh, in the U.S. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, this is kind of a funny one. Uh, oh, okay. Never mind. I was hoping that one would say the country. All right. Well, I'll give you this one. Uh, okay. Stepping in dog poop is not actually bad in uh, this country. It could be considered good luck if you do it with your left foot. By the way, the, the itchy hand thing is a Southern superstition as well. Is it? Okay. Nice. Uh, uh, stepping in dog poop if you do it with your left foot is lucky somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. What country, Jared? Um, India. In France. Okay. I don't. France. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I never feel. I. I. I there's nothing lucky about stepping in dog poop. Now, obviously, that's how they mm-hmm. feel, but I, I. That's not going to make me feel lucky. Who, who are you that. to judge their superstitions, Jerry? I'm not judging their superstition. <laughs> I'm saying that does not make me feel lucky in any sort of way. And if that mm-hmm. happened to me, I feel like that would that I would have that stink literally, literally and figuratively on me all day. Well, Jared, maybe that's why they they tell you it's lucky to make you feel a little bit better. You know, there's something. Well, there, you said the left foot, right? Yep. There's something about the left. I imagine that has something to do with the left side being disliked or hated, and it's some something to do with spiting your left foot. I'd have to imagine. Could be. Could be. Well, let's move on to animals, Jared. And what uh, country do you think an owl, if an owl is in your house, it means that someone in your family will die? An owl? I don't know. England? Uh, Italy. Apparently in Italy, okay. uh, they have a superstition that if an owl like shows up in your house, um, someone in your family yeah. will die. Owls are creepy. The owl mm-hmm. will probably kill you. That's probably <laughs> where that comes from. Owls the are owl. they're powerful creatures, for sure. Yeah. Uh, they're a oh, bird of prey. Mm-hmm. Right. So now which, uh, which shit, country... What? There's a book on my desk right here. Uh-huh. And I just looked over, and there's a little owl in the corner Uh-oh. on this book. Watch out. Watch out, Jared. You Look got at the owl in the house. I see that. Oh, my gosh. This is fancy. This is, it, won't, it won't focus, which is lucky for you. Right. But this is creepy. Yeah, keep that, that owl out of my house, Jared. <laughs> keep that owl that out of my house. creepy. Here's, here's another interesting one. Oh, no. Knitting outside can prolong winter. What country, Jared, do you think knitting outside can prolong winter? Uh, I, probably some cold country. I don't know, Denmark or something. Uh, uh, no, Finland, Sweden. Nope. Keep name a couple other Norway, cold ones. Norway, Russia. Get it. Nope. Nope. Uh, Mongolia, Iceland, Canada, oh, Iceland. Yeah. I was so close. Iceland. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, okay. that, that makes sense. It's like why? Yeah, that that I mean th- th- that would make sense. But yeah, I get it. I get it. All right, let me give you one last one here. Um, what country do you think uh, they? Uh, it's bad luck to get a haircut on Tuesdays. <laughs> that sounds it's very random. <laughs> that also sounds like super. That also sounds super southern. You know, it's interesting that Tuesday is the unlucky day because. At least in the U.S., it's Monday is the day that, or Sunday and Monday are, are like the weekend for for barbers usually. Mm-hmm. So Monday usually a barber is closed in the U.S. Right. Tuesday is when they go back to work. They gotta change it to Tuesdays, Jerry. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. So I'm gonna. So because I'm saying this, I'm gonna guess it's not the U.S. No, it's not. Um, bad luck to get a haircut on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. That sounds like it would have to be somewhere in Africa. No, sir. It's actually in India. India. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is just this is just kind of a fun, funny little bonus one for you, Jared. What country uh, is it bad luck to sing at the dinner table? Uh, I don't know. Is, is that the U.S.? No, the the Netherlands. Apparently, in the Netherlands, if you are singing your favorite tune, means you're singing to the devil for your food. I wonder if they sing Happy Birthday then. Maybe not. Maybe they maybe they do it somewhere Walk else. away from the ca- the table. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Let's go to the. Let's go outside and sing right. Happy Birthday. Everyone, exactly. stand up. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, that's funny. Oh, this is an interesting one. Okay, sorry. I, I, I sorry. I wanted to end this. There's but nothing some of these everyone loves good. more than someone saying one more forty eight times. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, this one is funny because we talked about you know uh, pressing our thumbs, Jared. But what country? Uh, so as you mentioned, people in the U.S. tend to hold their breath when they pass cemeteries. But in this country, you must tuck your thumbs to protect your uh, parents. Uh, Korea. You're close. Japan. Very good. And this is what's interesting, Jared. So the word for thumb in Japanese translates to parent finger. So hiding it protects them from death. I feel like that's how most, not most, but I feel like that's where how a lot of these, uh, a lot of the Japanese and Chinese ones come from is like the, this word, or even Korean too, I'd imagine, like this word has you know could mean this word if you say it like this or like spelled the same way but it has a completely different meaning i felt there's a very common word i mean that's where four comes in that's Mm -hmm. where another one comes in that i now forget but like i so i it's just this like um that 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 makes sense you know right and that that is seems like a uniquely uh like unique to those that style of language with with uh with um where where like tone is key and like there's different and like and like the the use of characters is is key so oh. yeah uh-oh we, we back, lost you there jared there we go yeah see there this is what go. happens when you experiment chad things go hey, terribly nothing, wrong nothing wrong with doing some experiments jared just make sure also, if you're experimenting this time because this is like the fifth time this happened oh really <laughs> weird yeah uh, it was just uh unlucky timing there jared but yeah, so I want to give a couple. Uh, there's one other interesting unlucky number Six, that we one did not mores. mention. Okay. Um, so when you well, said one more, well, no. So this is more just this is okay. I'm not going to have you guess this. But um, mm. so we talked about unlucky numbers. We talked about the fear of six six six, which is the devil's number or the number of the beast. Uh, in China, as we mentioned, the number four is feared because it sounds very close to the Chinese word for death. And in the U.S., Friday the 13th uh, is unlucky. But actually, in Italy, Jared, uh, Italians dread Friday the 17th. 
Okay. So that's kind of interesting. I wonder I wonder why Italians are not a fan of why. Uh, well, I'm I'm looking right now, Jared. I'm looking right now. 17. Some Italians are superstitious about Friday the 17th because rearranging the Roman numeral uh, uh, 17 can create the word. Uh, I, is that pronounced? Vici. It's V-I-X-I, which means uh, your life is over, I guess. So that's why 17. <laughs> Pretty crazy, right? Pretty crazy. I mean, that seems like a... So you have to rearrange a number... Uh, that that's like back in the day when kids would be like, "Hey, take out the, take out the R, move around the A and the and the T. What does that spell?" And you're like, "Ass." And you're like, "Yeah." <laughs> right, like, right. Okay. Like or boobies <laughs> on the calculator. <laughs> it's like that's just such, such a like it's almost like you're trying to find a reason, like trying to you're to find something unlucky. Exactly. And and the other the other number I have for you is thirty nine, which uh, in uh, Afghanistan, it translates into Mordegal, which literally means dead cow. Uh, mm. not which is the same mm. reason as I was saying, uh, all, like all these other, um, you know, countries that I mentioned before say numbers are unlucky because they have some sort of different meaning. 39, you know, it's interesting. 39 is also, uh, divisible, uh, a, 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 a is, is, what's the word? What's the proper word? Divisible by 13, mm-hmm. three times. 13 times 3 gives you 39. So there's That's also true. a relationship to 13 there. I don't know if it means so anything. It's 3 Just times saying. the bad luck, Jared. Watch exactly. out. You're, you're going to get the Illuminati knocking on your door after this episode, Jared. You just figured out some <laughs> he, he groundbreaking knows too much. stuff. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> well, Jared, what are some of your favorite kind of uh, superstitions we've talked about today? Are there any? Or are there any? And let me add one other question. Are... Uh, are there any new superstitions that you might uh, add in your life just to be safe? I mean, I don't know what would I don't know what a favorite superstition would be. I, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone has a favorite one, but I will say this: um, the ones that are most common in my life that I still probably use, and I don't know why, are probably definitely the knock on wood. Yep, the fingers Same. crossed sometimes. Mm-hmm. The um, oh, walking I hope under you start a ladder doing is the, unlucky. The Jared fingers crossed from now on. I always do that. Black cats are unlucky. Black mm. cats kind of creep me out a little bit. I'll say that. I think they're kind of cute. I like them. Yeah. Well, you you creep me out too, and you're unlucky too. <laughs> you're you're one of my biggest superstitions. That's right. Um. Well, you so, know, Jared, you you tend but to be I don't the have lucky any favorites. One. Because I've, okay, I, fair I, enough. I, I, cause, and I say that one because I don't I don't know what that is, but also I, I have to find them kind of like foolish. You know what? Like my favorite foolish one is the hotel's no thirteenth floor kind of thing, or as you said, they they give it some other name. I that that is shocking to me that you know these companies that are making these are like you know if we want to get business, we we should take out thirteen from these elevators that we're selling because people aren't going to want them. Exactly. That, that is crazy to me that it's that serious. You gotta gotta get that money, Jared. <laughs> I'll tell you one of my favorite superstitions that we actually haven't mentioned today. That's worth mentioning, though, is beginner's luck. Mm. Uh, that's another big superstition. Uh, and the funny thing is, I think this superstition is interesting because apparently there is actually a lot of uh, confirmation bias, which is basically for those of you who don't know, it's a psychological 
a phenomenon in which people are more likely to remember events that fit their worldview. So for example, if you believe you're going to win because you're a beginner, you are actually more likely to remember all the times you were right and forget all the other times you lost as a beginner. The other thing with beginner's luck that I find interesting, Jared, is when you are a beginner, if you really think about it, a lot of the times because you're a beginner, you already think you're probably going to lose, so you don't feel the pressure and the anxiety to win. So because mm. there isn't that p- performative pressure upon yourself, you can kind of relax and just see what happens. And I think that also can result, especially if you're thinking of like card games or board games, you might try a riskier move, right. and sometimes that, that riskier move will have sure. a higher reward. Where it's like that shouldn't have paid off, but but it did. Yep, And it's like no one would logically do that because of the risk it took, but you just threw something down because uh, you didn't know any better and it actually worked out. I could definitely exactly. imagine that. Exactly. Beginner's luck is is the phrase of a sore loser, that's for sure, though. Mm. Or or the phrase of a humble winner, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so. You I know, never looked at like, it that way. Goes goes both <laughs> ways, but yeah. Uh, another kind of funny one uh, that... that I, I get this one more in terms of practicality is uh, walking under ladders or avoiding walking under ladders. Um, but this does come uh, actually stems from Christianity, Jared. Wait, so are these uh, your favorites or are you just naming more? I'm confused. Um, th- well, this this one is one of the favorites that I, I would say I do not do. Like I, oh, okay. I, yeah, I, I don't it just know. If it's, it just seems like a safety uh, reason for safety right. purposes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I guess, and I, I don't really do this based on any superstitious things, but right. but basically the the superstitious of not wanting someone to fall on your head, right? <laughs> um, but the this stems from Jared a Christian belief. Uh, in the Holy Trinity, Trinity, since a ladder leaning against a wall forms a triangle, and if you quote sure. break that triangle, it will be blasphemous. Another theory stems from sure, um, it's bad luck walking underneath the ladders in the gallows. Um, yeah, sure. Well. You've never seen like an Illuminati sign made using ladders and like candles and stuff? Yeah, it's like you use two ladders to make that sort of Illuminati star or whatever it mm-hmm. is. And um, and yeah, watch out, Jared. We're sense. we're not going to have any more episodes after this one because mm-hmm. <laughs> the, oh, the Illuminati is going to come. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, yeah. I'm I'm trying to think of any other uh, kind of ones that that I think about that we use or I use on the regular. Occasionally, uh, occasionally I'll cross my fingers or definitely, uh, like you said, Jared, knock on wood is a big one um, for sure. Um, well, Jared, you know, uh, if you're not always superstitious, but you're a little stitious, uh, you might want to uh, enjoy some good old funky funk music, you know. Uh, and uh, I think that <laughs> I leads feel like us- you're, uh, that doesn't even make that made no sense. If you're if you're just a little stitious, you probably love music. <laughs> well, maybe because you know, if you're superstitious, you uh, maybe the music will bring you some bad luck. You never, you never know. Okay, um, all right, go ahead. Sorry, who, go ahead. Who knows? I just, I'm just confused. I'm very confused. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah. Any, anyways, I guess you and I both know. Um, but this tune today is uh, by the group, the Funky Monkeys, um, and I believe the song is called "Love Liberation." Is that right, Jared? I'm trying to find so. it here. Um, you picked it. I think I so. did pick it, but like a like a noob. It's called "Love Liberation." Uh, thank you. Okay, let me. I'm trying to pop it up so I can listen to it really quick. I had it on my other computer, um, and I don't want it to be there. So, anyways, uh, what are your thoughts though on this one, Jared? Uh, I like the like the vibe of it, the, but the uh, like like the instrumentation is good. It's got like a jam band vibe. The lyrics, 
I could have written those lyrics. The lyrics uh, do nothing for me and honestly mm. kind of take away from the song a little bit just because they are so basic to me. But I like the jam. It's a good jam. If you like to jam and you like the sound of jamming, and all, you, you know, it's not, you got a jam. It's got a very jam band vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I just find the lyrics to be very simple, you know, and, I'm, and mm. it's kind of kind of uh, like I, I feel know I, I, when I was listening to it, I was like, I could write this. Which is so not basically, good. so basically, what you're telling me, Jared, it sounds like is, uh, you know, if you would have came for the lyrics, you would come for the lyrics, but you'd probably stay for the music, is what you're saying, yeah? Yeah, sure, sure, yes, yeah, yes, I, I, I feel you. Makes sense. I I picked this one today, Jared, for a couple reasons. Number one, I like the fact that it is, uh, it's a live song, which I think is kind of fun. Um, you know, that's one aspect like, I really like, like about it. The, mm-hmm. the fact that the live version is the, um, like that, that, like that's the, the main version. Is, is mm-hmm. that, is, is that the way to put it? Like, it's not, uh, it's not the live version. This is the album. This is version. the version. Yeah. This is, I okay. mean, at least this is the version that's on their YouTube channel. And this sure. is a, uh, this is a smaller group. You know, they, they don't have, you know, uh, thousands upon thousands of followers, um, which is also like another reason why I think it's a cool song to uh, have on the pod as a song of the pod, uh, and it, it seems like it's you know it just yeah has a cool vibe to it. You know they got some uh, some singers, a couple you know trombone player, a sax player, fantastic drummer. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, and it kind of. Do you know where they're you, from? I'm not sure actually. Do you know? Yeah, they're from Singapore. Oh, cool. Okay, very nice. Uh, I, I kind of like the little banter in the beginning with the with the singer and one of the people uh, in the yeah. crowd dancing. What's that dance you're doing? I like that dance. I'm going to do that too. Which then she right. didn't do, by the way. I checked. She did Uh-oh. not do it. Holding her accountable, <laughs> Jared. I like it. But it's it's definitely an interesting uh, interesting. I don't think tune. she's mm-hmm. in the band. Who I think the, she's the, the singer. Okay. Oh, she's cause she, no, she's not in the band. Her name is Zrina. And um, and she was featured with the band because I look I'm seeing all these pictures of the band and it's just all these dudes. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. But then I see one one of their performances early in January of 2019 is featuring Zarina, which I imagine is the woman uh, in this song. Right. From the look of her. Yeah. Very 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 good research, Jared. Good work. So it actually makes more sense. And now actually, what do I think of the band, the Fungi Fungkim Monkeys? I think the band is great. So ah, I see. Okay, yeah. I wonder who wrote the lyrics. The lyrics. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Right. But yeah, they they are definitely awesome. Check them out. The f- <clears throat> Funky Monkeys. Uh, check them out on YouTube. You can oh. find them on our what? I saw it as Fung Kim Monkeys, but there's only one M. Really threw me off. Now I mm. see it. Fung Key Funky. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Get it. Get it. I do now. Yeah, yep. Yeah, check it out though on our Song of the Pod playlist. Uh, it is up there. Uh, Funky betcha. Monkeys, uh, Love Liberation. It's definitely, it'll put you in a good mood and maybe bring you back to some of those uh, times when, when when we would go out to concerts and, and have a good time and enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, um, vicariously. So, so, yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, well, I think we've covered some uh, pretty solid superstitions today, Jared. Uh, I think uh, they can be really wrapped up into a few different categories here. One would be religious. Uh, two, they're somehow related to death in one way or another, uh, or evil spirits. I would say really a lot of the superstitions tend to boil down to those two things. 
Then you add, especially with the uh, old one, uh, step on a crack, break your mother's back. Well, stems you from also racism. missed a major mm-hmm. one: is language. Is just how is just oh like true. The, Good point. Diff, like like uh, just a random number also means death or something. Mm-hmm. If you say it slightly differently, so I think that's also a huge part of it. Is like let's not say this because of that. Yeah, it's a number, but it all, or let's not use this number that also kind of sounds like death. You know. Mm-hmm. I think no, that's, you're amazing, right. that's another one in, in, in along with religion. Definitely. That is a big one for sure. Let us know, though, some of your favorite superstitions at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can check us out on Instagram, untranslatablepodcast. You can slide into those DMs on Twitter, untranslatable1, the number one. Uh, yes. We also drop our episodes there and uh, have some solid tweets, so check that out. And lastly, please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, or I guess if you want uh, some bad luck in China, four-star reviews, uh, or some 13-star reviews, or six, six, six-star reviews on <laughs> iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, we would really appreciate it. And let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Dikuyame, muchas gracias, shisha, and dosvidanya. Don't be breaking any mirrors, Jared. Or walking under any ladders. Or having black cats be getting in your path. You know, gotta yeah. stay safe out there, Jared. We can't be taking any risks right now. 2020's almost over. Mirrors, by the way. What? That's such a weird one to me. The breaking mirrors. It's like well, I've think, never broken a mirror in my life. Mirrors are just a weird one though. I think mirrors we have this weird I think we, we view mirrors like if you look at a lot of different like sci-fi movies or even like supernatural movies, mirrors always have some portal. of this weird Yeah, it's like a portal. Yes. You know, into the spirit world, into other worlds. Yeah, mirrors are weird. How do they do it? How does the glass show me? What is is that me? Is I was that just gonna say parallel universe me. Right? Are we I, just I, living in a simulation, Jared? I would say every six to eighteenth time I look in a mirror, I expect to have one of those situations where you like move, and then I put my hand back down, but it doesn't reciprocate in the mirror. <laughs> what would you what would you do? Would you get out? Would would you throw something at the mirror? What would I you would do? I would probably smash the mirror, yeah. Mm. But then you have seven years of bad luck. Yeah. Or in well, some places isn't seeing... it seven years of bad loving? Or is that no that's no that's, that's when you don't clink glasses or you don't make right. eye contact when you clink glasses. We right. forgot to mention that one. That's a really important one, Jared. That's seven true. years We've of bad loving is before. a you know, that's a long time. I don't care what seven you say. Seven years of bad loving. I've never heard it put that way, but it's hilarious. I love that. That's how you keep it appropriate, Jared. We we gotta keep it PG thirteen sometimes. Yeah, you know, do we? But, uh, <laughs> uh, maybe not. But uh yeah.